Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another episode of Shalom Adoshim Shalom Yom. Today is the 14th day in our quest for learning all about the holiday of Shabbos. So I first want to thank a very special person, who's not a person, Hashem, thank you for healing my voice. If you're wondering why there's been no recordings, my voice got um, kind of lost. Luckily, as my software would say, I was able to find it. And I found my voice, and now it's back, and now I could continue to try to give as much Torah as I possibly can and to help get people prepared for the holidays, for Shabbos. Actually, in a few days from now, um, we are going to be beginning the learning for Perm. We're going to be learning Meseches Megillah. And in addition to actually learning the Mishnah's Megillah, we're going to try here and then to, to interject um, some ideas um, from the from the Megillah Mesorah Tarav, from Rav Salvechik's Megillah, to try to interject some, some ideas um, of, of inspiration in order to sanctify and to to make uh, to make us have a more inspiring perm. Okay, now we're going to begin. But before we begin, I just want to share a quick idea which came to me today, which I thought was was um, profound, at least by my standards. Um, and it is the following: Rabbi Yisrael Majeski, who is who is a current rav um, at Valley Torah in Los Angeles, New Jersey, brings down the idea that just like we don't skip meals, I was listening to, to a lecture of his, and he says that just like we don't skip meals, we have three meals a day, and we're not like, eh, I had lunch yesterday, unless we're on a diet, which of course we're fine, but intermittent fasting, whatever that is, but uh, a regular person's not going to say, hey, I ate lunch yesterday, I'm not going to eat lunch today. We also shouldn't skip our thrice-daily tefillahs. Because we already know, so that's so, and because we already know that Mayim equals Torah. Torah is water, which is why what you're doing right now, in case in case you're thirsty, um, this Torah is about to replenish you. I know there's a story once I I I had I went to the bathroom right before right before um a night seder, and then I I learned for for forty minutes or an hour, and then without having without having um drank anything, I had to go to the bathroom again, and I thought to myself. Why do I have to go to the bathroom? I didn't even drink anything. And then it hit me. I had consumed Torah over the past hour, and Torah is water. And that's why I had to go to the bathroom. A little side point. But we know that Torah is Mayim. In many places, Torah is compared to water. And so that leaves one last pillar of survival, right? Because we already have your food. Your food is your tefillah, according to Rabbi Majeski. And according to, to all of Judaism, Torah is Mayim. So that leaves one more thing. So something that takes up all of your time, but you can never think about it. What is it? Breathing. And when you live a life of mitzvahs, it becomes a part of your subconscious, like breathing. It's not even something that you think about. If you're walking in the street and you see an elderly woman, you help her because it's a mitzvah and because you're a mitzvahic Jew. And so and so it's, in, it's ingrained in you and it becomes a part of our subconscious, just like breathing. Every decision that we make is influenced by it for the positive. So if we remember to eat, drink, and breathe, if we remember to fi- follow these three pillars, which is to do mitzvahs, to learn Torah and to daven, then we will be able to remain spiritually alive, just like these are the three things that keep us alive. If you don't breathe for 20 minutes, you're gone. If you don't drink for three days, you're gone. If you don't eat for however many months your body can handle it, you're gone. But if we don't do these things also, then then we're not gonna then we're not gonna be able to remain spiritually alive. That is just an idea that I thought of today. Now, Back to our regular pro- programming, and today we are going to, to finish up um, speaking about the sanctity of the candles um, and some of the 
um, some of the, the purposes of the candles and some situations in which what should you do in this situation. And then we're going to move on, um, starting in our next episode, to the bracha that you make on them. But let's start in the here and now, which is in our favorite sefer, Kavad the Yonik Shabbos, the radiance of Shabbos by Rav Simcha Banim Cohen, his fabulous sefer. Candles which were lit for Shabbos are considered to have been set apart for use in a mitzvah. They are therefore forbidden to be for, forbidden to, um, to be used in any purpose other than for illumination. Um, sometime earlier um, in 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 our in our history, I don't know if it was Hilcha Shabbos, I don't know if it was Hilcha but we talked for a little bit about Hoxal Mitzvah um, and and where it came from. We had actually compared it, I believe. Ah, yes, it was it was Hilcha Hanukkah, and we were talking about using the handles for another purpose. Please go back as we explore the halacha concept of Hoxal Mitzvah. And where it comes from. And as as we always remind you, if there are any episodes you haven't yet watched, it's a very cumulative as as your life is. Your life isn't broken up into sections, and you, you learn them and you move on. Your life is cumulative. You have to take all your all your experiences with you as you go. This podcast is the same way in the sense that you should go back to listen to all of the other podcasts in order to understand the whole concepts that we're going to be talking about. And so since they're hooks to the mitzvah, since they were set aside for a mitzvah, and therefore they cannot be deviated from that purpose for that mitzvah, they are therefore forbidden to be used for any purpose other than for the illumination, because that's what they were set aside to do. The second point is that even even one who stipulated, we've been talk, we're talking a lot about in early Shabbos, if you say, I'm not accepting Shabbos, or a lot of times a, a vocal um, stipulation can help you avoid a halacha, not in this case. Even if you stipulated um, while lighting the candles, that you're not accepting Shabbos at that time, you cannot use the fire for any purpose. So once you once you use it on your Shabbos candles, it doesn't matter if you say, hey, this is not even accepting Shabbos, it doesn't matter. The stipulation does not work. The rule of of trying to say that that you can that you can do something verbal that will that will take away the status is null and void in this case. One may light a match from a Shabbos candle in order to light another Shabbos candle with that match since the lighting of the match is done for a purpose of the mitzvah. However, it's the custom to refrain from doing so. So in both of the cases, you're doing for the mitzvah. And so you can use, um, you can use the, the same, you could use the same match. One may, however, light one Shabbos candle directly from another. Um, in this case, there is no custom to refrain from doing so since the kindling brings about the immediate fulfillment of the mitzvah. This is in contrast to letting a match about the candle, which does not constitute the final stage of observance, but is merely pre- preliminary to that observance from the Mishnah Bura. Basically, what's going on here is that if you light candle to candle, it's boom, instant, mitzvah to mitzvah. However, if you're lighting match, if you're match, candle, match, candle, then what you're doing is there's a little bit of a pause in between, so it's not really so comfortable, and you're still able to do it. But it's not so spectacular. And the last point that we finish off with is that a Shabbos candle, which went out um, on Shabbos, obviously, because if it went out before Shabbos, as we've discussed, that would be a problem, um, may be used after Shabbos for any purpose whatsoever. So not we're not talking about the candles where it gets burnt all the way down to a crisp. We're talking about the candles that went down a little bit early, they still got a wick, and you could, you could reuse them. We're not big wasters, and so you can feel free to use them. And I hope that you are excited, because we are one day closer to being more knowledgeable on the holiday of Shabbos. Have a wonderful day.